Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. Today, uh, my guest is Amy Fagan. Amy lives in Brunswick, Maine with her rescue dog, Whitney, two cats and chickens. She works full-time for a healthcare practice, puts out a weekly podcast interview episode about sustainability, and makes small batch jams most weekends. Amy loves to talk about sustainability, but also could talk all day long about her podcasting journey, her animals, music, food, supporting local businesses, and the value of making and being friends. Amy is a student of life and loves learning about people's stories. I think I could just say ditto. To everything that you just just put there, Amy. So thank you so much for being here today. Can yeah. you tell us uh, just a little bit more about you? Like, what's your story? Ooh, gosh, Brenda, um, I'm so thrilled to be here. First of all, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my story, gosh, I um, not much to me, really. I, I just um, I was podcasting and jam making for a business were never in my plan like at all I just was I I just wanted to work and make it um and uh I got I got married and we bought a house and I wanted I felt like I wasn't really providing a lot because my job didn't make a ton of money and so I thought that if I gardened and then I canned and you know preserved all the, the foods that it would be you know like the same as making money, right? Saving money is the same as making money. Right. And uh, so that was that was sort of my contribution to the household. And uh, so I was making jams and canning tomatoes and stuff like that. And then uh, my sister got married in 2014. And I made little the little four ounce jars of jam. I made one for everybody that came to the wedding. And they were, you know, just varied flavors. And they were just like, Amy, you've got to do this. I'm like, I'm not a business person. I wouldn't know what to charge. I wouldn't know how to run a, I don't know how to run a business. Um, and, you know, here I am. Now I'm, I'm about to start year four. Um, I was, uh, I was in a car accident about four years ago and I was out of work for a few months and uh, I, I just, I wasn't able to walk. And so I was just sitting around and I was doing wo- uh, webinars and workshops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got nothing else to do. I was psyching myself up and I was like, I have nothing else to do. I'm just going to sit on the phone and wait for an hour and a half with the state and get my, my license set up. And, you know, so I, by the time I could walk again, I had a kitchen set up and I was ready to start making jam. Wow. That's awesome. So do you do it? Like, do you, do you have to have like the, the certified kitchen to do that? Or do, do you fall under like cottage laws? Um, Maine does follow cottage laws. However, um, I wanted to like ship it. Like mm-hmm. ship it out of state because I, I didn't know what to expect, and so to ship it out of state, you do have to have it um, tested with right. the state. Um, which uh, if I if I had if I could do it again, I wouldn't do it. Really, really. <laughs> um, I was wondering because I know it's so hard to get food stuff out there. So tell us a little bit about that journey. 
right? Um, I mean, I just, it's, it was such a, it was such a hassle just to get like an EIN. And I mean, and the EIN was no big deal, but then right. like getting a bank account for it and then getting the, um, the LLC and all that stuff. Like it was just, it, I, knowing the order to do it. And this is where I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no idea. Learn so as I, you like, know, right? I, oh my gosh. So I hooked up with a mentor and I was like, can you please just tell me the order? Like I can figure it out. I can Google it, but I just need to know the order. Right. And he was like, it doesn't really matter. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go for the easiest thing. And I got the EIN and then I did this and I did this. And then I went to get something else and they were like, well, do you have this? And I'm like, no. And they need, they're like, you need to do this first. And so now you need to go get a whole new EIN number. I'm like, oh, you're like gosh, that's what I it. wanted to know. That's why I asked. <laughs> right. um, but, and then like, I went to a craft fair and this lady had like 30 different kinds of jams and she was charging the same amount of money as me. And so, and she had like no overhead. And I'm like, Wait what did minute. I do? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, man, I shot myself in the foot, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with doing it by the book. No, it's just a lot more work. There's a lot of avenues to success. However you define that, you know? And so I, I've always chosen the, um, Willy Wonka all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing it by the book and that's good. You know, I, there are no questions about what I'm doing and that's right. cool. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I can't be in like big stores because I don't have the um, nutritional information, like mm -hmm. the sugar and protein and what, all that label. stuff because right. the label, the labels are small, so small that to put that on it, you can't even read it. I actually yeah, have it on like some of them and it's just so tiny. You just can't even read it. Um, so I'm having, I'm like phasing it out. Um, and so I can't be in big stores, but I'm in a couple of farm stores and that's good enough for me. That's fantastic. And that's just talking with the owners then, right? Since you're so local. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I, so for the jam business to save money, I like in the summertime, I pick the berries. Uh huh. Uh, I pick all the strawberries. I pick as many raspberries as I can. I do not pick blueberries. I hate the heat. I poop out halfway through raspberry season. I admit I'm it. Done. I, I, I do all the strawberries though. My gosh, every, you know, as many mornings as I can stand it before I go to work seven to seven 45, that's my limit. Cause it's a half hour away. Seven forty seven to seven 45. I'm out there picking berries. I get a flat full mm -hmm. 45 minutes. I come home. I work my job after work. I wash the berries. I freeze the berries and then I make dinner, <laughs> walk the dog and all the other stuff. Right. Um, and that's my summer. And then, um, and I order the, the blueberries. So all the berries come from Maine and the okay. rhubarb comes from my yard and, um, the citrus does not come from my yard because, cause you're in Maine, right? Cause I'm in Maine. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, everything, you know, everything else comes from Maine and within like half an hour, uh, the blueberries come from a couple hours away North, but, um, they're still from Maine. And, and you just have them shipped to your house. They are, they're delivered in a van. Nice. Yeah. It's very sweet. Um, yeah. But my wild Maine blueberries, you can't beat it. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So how do you juggle all of that with your, your job? So you work in healthcare. So what do you do first? Just because I'm curious to know what you do all day long. 
Yeah. Um, so I work for I work for a healthcare company. I work in medical records and I do it from home. So yes, thank you pandemic for that gift. Um, So I, yeah, I work from home and I'm just, I'm, you know, I push records around. Yeah. Um, I just finished working an hour of overtime before, (laughs) before we meet, before we met. Um, But uh, it just, yeah. So I'm just, I'm sitting at a computer all day and then I, um, in the evenings I do my podcast interviews or, you know, podcast guest what do I call it? Podcast guest. I forget it. Looking for people. Got it. To talk I'm, to. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Words escape me right now. Yep. But, oh, um, fine. Yeah. Uh, prospecting. That's the word. There you go. Uh, so I, and that's, I do that in the evenings. Uh, I usually make jam on the weekends, usually on Sundays because Saturday is my errand day. That's wonderful. I love it. So I love how, and if you, I went onto your website and you've got so many different kinds. Can you tell us all the different kinds of jams that you make? Sure. Uh, I have the standards, uh, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry. I have strawberry rhubarb, which is a fave. Um, I have apple preserves, which are, I think that's my favorite. I actually grew up eating a lot of apple jelly. Um, a lot of people didn't, and they think it's weird. I actually lived in Utah, Brenda, for a year. Did you? Um, yes. And you may not. Are you from Utah? I'm not. No, I grew You're up not. in California. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen apple jelly in the stores? Um, I think I have. My I mean, favorite apple. If you were looking is for it, <laughs> apple butter. That's right. mm, I love apple butter. Uh, when I lived in Utah for that year, I could not find apple jelly in the store, and I was so homesick. I was there for a few months by myself. And I just, I called my mom, like, can you send me some apple jelly? (laughs) So she mailed me some apple jelly from Maine. Um, And so now, so I I think of my, like sort of channel my mom and think of my mom whenever I make the apple preserves. And, but the apple preserves are like chunky, you know, soft chunks of apples with some nutmeg and lemon slices. And it's just. Yum. That sounds like apple. It's like apple pie in a jar. Um, I also have a sundae in a jar, which is strawberries and raspberries and chocolate liqueur. Um, I have strawberry lemon marmalade and I have rhubarb orange marmalade and I have grape jam and I have strawberry aronia berry jam and I have blueberry lime jam sometimes. And I have no, cranberry. Wait, I've never heard. Preserve. I've never um, heard of a. Did you say aronia berry? Aronia berry. Aronia it's similar berry. to. It's similar to elderberry. Okay. Um. So really, really high in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Um. They grow in the wild sometime in some places. Yeah. Um. Birds love them. Um. But they're they're not really great for eating. I don't think you're supposed to eat them. Straight. Like they, they're, they're a berry them. that needs like the sugar content you need you need to cook them yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not sugar Uh, it's cooked (laughs) yeah uh they're very 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 tart uh but that's good you know yeah that's awesome okay so you were telling me about how you had a year of yes so i'm super curious about this and um i wanted you to just tell us what that was like and what what caused you to decide to do that and what'd you learn from it Ooh, yeah, that was, um, it started out rough. Uh, so the year of yes was, um, I think that was 2022. I, it started out as 
midlife crisis mm-hmm. and it was rough. Um, I was um, in between jobs, feeling very, very lost and uh, thinking I was going to quit the jam business, which I do every summer because I hate, su- I hate summer. <laughs> by um, the, I'm sure by the end you're just burnt out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was, you know, thinking about quitting the jam business and, and without a job and all this garbage. It was awful. And then I met um, a friend of mine early in 2022. Uh, I, I had been talking for a couple of years since like the pandemic. I, I volunteer. I'll back up a little bit. I volunteer uh, about a mile and a half away from my house uh, for a farm that don't that uh, grows organic produce solely to donate it to food banks. Oh, cool. um, so that's my every Saturday morning for two hours during the season. Like I think this coming Saturday is our last Saturday, but, um, for this year. But, uh, so I, I do that. And I was, I talked to my friends and we, you know, we brainstorm and we make all these plans and dreams. And, um, so we've been talking about, uh, starting a podcast, Mm -hmm. actually starting a YouTube channel, but, um, my friend kind of, uh, dropped off of that. And so I was like, let's, think about something else. And so I was, you know, thinking about maybe doing a podcast then. And, um, I'm, I'm a person who will just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and, or like take classes and classes and classes and not act on anything. But, um, a friend of mine in Florida said, told my friend in Florida told my sister-in-law that some friends of his were hosting a podcast retreat in Florida in March of 2022. And I'm like, dude, there's a pandemic. Uh, Florida is the hotbed. Uh, Thanks. That's great. Uh, But um, so I was like, I, I don't have a job. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Uh, And as nice as that would be, as fun as that would be, because it was just a small thing and he would be there. um, But he said, I will. I will give you miles, my, my flight miles. I will use my no flight way. miles to get you here. If you just pay for the retreat. Like, and had you even started the podcast yet? No. Oh, you're just going just yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Cause otherwise I would never, I, I would never know how to start a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but so I, you know, I was like, if he had not said that it would never would have happened. I would have said, no way am I going to Florida, but someone to make that huge gift offer. I can't really say, I can't really say no. Yeah. That's too, that's too big of an offer. So I was like, I guess I'll make that happen. You know, yeah. I just, I have to, I have to make that happen. Cause that was too nice. And so I went um, and made some amazing friends who I'm still friends with. And, um, we came up with a podcast name and some ideas for the podcast and uh and it was just two days it was two days in florida i wore the same flannel shirt because i i was thought i was going to florida and the air conditioning was so cold i was bundled up more than anyone else yeah (laughs) so funny (laughs) um in march but yeah (laughs) I like brought it. I brought a bathing suit. I think I brought a bathing suit and I never took my flannel shirt off. Um, but, uh, so, and then I came back and, and, uh, I was totally jazzed and I, it was, so that was the beginning of March and mid June, I, uh, recorded my first episode. Wow. 
Did you always want to do it on sustainability or where did that come into play? Yes, sort of. I mean, it it initially wanted to, it initially wanted to be, I initially wanted it to be about homesteading, Uh uh, but the, a lot of the homesteading Facebook pages that I follow, um, people are very exclusive and not very friendly. Uh, say, saying things like, you know, if you have a cell phone, you're not really a homesteader or, you know, I think I said something like I really wanted to learn how to make um, laundry soap. And I found this recipe that was like um, washing soda and a Fels naphtha bar mm-hmm. and something else. And you like grate the bar. Borax. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you bo- like boil yeah. it all together and you wreck a pan and and um, it smells so much. It's so strong. And I like I was like, I feel like I'm burning myself with this. I can't I can't put that on my skin. And someone was like, well, maybe if you just went down to the river and washed it on a rock. I'm like, why are you such a jerk? Yeah. Why are you going to be so mean? And yeah. so I was like, I don't, maybe I don't want to learn to be a homesteader. So I was like, you know, sustainability is something that I really care about. Yeah. Something that I want to learn more about. And, uh, you know, I recycle and I compost and stuff like that. And um, I, I'm always cool to learn more about stuff like that. And uh, it just, and it's, and it's uh, broad enough that it would not be, it would not be something that would run out in, seven episodes or right there's so much that you can talk about so yeah, yeah that's I mean, awesome it's, yeah it's a really broad subject and it's the way that it has come out has been really cool just to um to kind of highlight different people in the way that they're doing it i had a i had a lady come on who was so psyched to to come on the podcast and talk about how she makes her own broth and people might be like um all right <laughs> But at the same time, like, one, she was psyched to talk about it. Like, she's proud of it, and I'm all for it. Because those cartons of broth that you buy for, like, $5 or something, one, it doesn't make a whole soup. Two, it's $5. Three, they're coated in, like, wax or something, so you can't compost it or recycle it. So it's landfill-bound. Right. And she's like, I just put my scrap veggies in the freezer, and then I just add water to it. It literally oh costs nothing. That's it. That's awesome. I love that. My husband and I call people like that people of passion, right? Yeah. <laughs> because there's, and because they have this passion over something and they're so excited to share it. And that's what's so fun to talk about. I mean, it doesn't matter what the subject is. It's just fun watching them talk about Absolutely. what they love, you know? Absolutely. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm like, you have at it. You take the spotlight, man. Um, but I just, you know, and I've learned so much and the people that I've gotten to talk to. But so um, talking to some friends of mine um, that I met at PodFest, uh, the virtual uh, track of PodFest my, in 2022, I, I just I just hooked up with these people and they are so, so great. And I was like, I'm in a midlife crisis. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. And they're like, whoa, let's just change the wording here. Like, mm-hmm. let's not call it a crisis. Let's call it discovery. And so we changed it from midlife crisis to my season of discovery. I love that. And so I was like, down let's do that and so I was like I'm just gonna say yes to everything and 
you know, and learn all kinds of new things. I'm going to say yes to everyone who says, I want to talk about sustainability. And it has been amazing. Yeah, I love that. What's the craziest thing you've done from your year of yes? Not that crazy. You're I'm not, not that, that crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll change my question. What is the most interesting thing that you've learned? Um, the most interesting thing that I've learned. Well, I mean, this past weekend I went foraging, which is not something that I would choose to do. Yeah. Um, Have you done it I, much before? Never. That was a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've walked in the forest. We've done, you know, trail walking yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm like, I would, I always have thought, oh, that would be really cool. And my, so I went with my physical therapist mm -hmm. from the car accident and I, he was one of my first guests on the podcast. Cause he, he talks about foraging. I'm like, that's amazing. That's sure. awesome. Um, and so he he always told me like when we when he was treating me he was like you know you can eat beech leaves put it in your salad it tastes lemony i'm like lettuce works too <laughs> uh, but all right in an emergency i'll remember that and right. i mean it's been three years and i remember that right. but um you know foraging makes me nervous because there are things that look like something and things that look like they could be and things that look like they might not be right i, mean, I know we just, you really we have to know what you're doing yeah when we were forging i pulled up my my um my uh plant id app and uh we found a mushroom and i and it's it said oh this is like um such and such mushroom it could also be mistaken for something that could make you really sick and we're like mm, so maybe not we're just gonna walk away from that <laughs> exactly and that's, that's why I, I don't like foraging, you know, like the berries right. and stuff. You're like, oh, that looks like a cranberry or like a winterberry or something. It might make Could me sick. Be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it would be, you know, if it was up to me, I would pick the wrong one. I'm sure of it, but. Right. Like, you know, enough if to I want be someone dangerous. else. Right. But if you say, it's like, if you don't, like it make you sick. Right. So it's not just like, oh, a simple mistake. It's like, no, you could like really do damage. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the yeah, and the PT, um, the PT, when he was on the podcast, he said, "What my recommendation is: know what's going to kill you." He said, "In Maine, there are two mushrooms that will kill you, so know yeah. what those are for sure." And then anything else, just be very careful. I'm like, right, okay. But then, like, um, so we were foraging on Sunday, and then he texted me late last night, and he was like, "Are you okay?" He's like. I always, I always get anxious if I'm sh sharing a new thing with somebody and then I don't hear from them for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> like they're taking matters into their own hands. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I did, I, I mean, the season of yes, I did. Um, I joined uh, a couple of fairs. Like I did this fair that I was on the fence about last year I brought like three dozen jars of jam to a state fair that mm -hmm. I was I've never been to and I wasn't going to and um somebody had said mm, yeah make sure you get paid before they pick up your jam 
gosh, what am I doing? But, you know, I totally got paid and it was fine. But, uh, and it was a great seller. So that was cool. Uh, but, you know, and then I joined, um, there, there's a, a craft fair that I love, love, love. Um, and they, uh, two of the, pe the people that organize this craft fair, they also like rent a store uh, in uh, Freeport, Maine, which is a big touristy area. If you've heard of Freeport, you know about L.L. Bean, um, which is a big draw for everyone and so it's like right across the street from Ella Bean uh, uh, and cool. they're like we rented the store for just November and December right around the holidays and we're gonna have all these makers in there do you want to be in there I'm like you know I'm always like you know because I'm just one person I can only make so many j jars of jam at a time right. and you know am I able to keep up with that and um oh and last year also um, so I did do that. That was awesome. That turned out awesome. And I'm doing it again. I just, they just opened up this week. Um, last year also. So one of the people in the podcast retreat, uh, is a, was in a Broadway show that was, um, that was closing. This was last, this January, January this year. And, uh, it was closing, I think it was January 8th. And she messaged me and she was like, wouldn't it be fun if we could get jam for a jar of jam for everyone in the crew in the cast and crew? I was like, are you serious? You want Amy's garden jam to be in Broadway. You want me to bring jam to Broadway? Yes. Heck yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was, you know, all along I was thinking I would ship it, but then shipping was like $300 and it would take like a week. And I, so I, what I did is I packed up two suitcases and I took the bus to New York City. It was a, it was an entire day. Oh I I just took the bus down and took the bus back. I was there for half an hour and um it was How long the of the price. bus ride is that? It's from like Maine six, to six and a half hours. Okay. That's not too bad. Each way? I live out in the west is where everything is like way more spread out and so yeah, like, yeah. you forget how close everything is out, out east. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it feels far away. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, but that was the most, that was like the most exciting thing. I didn't get a lot of jam orders, but it was also like, you know, my jam Broadway. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're kind of a baddie, you know? <laughs> I mean, that was like, that was like the biggest deal for my season of yes, for sure. Like yeah. I said yes to that. I had to shut down my orders for a couple of weeks to make sure that I had enough to cover that. But Right. That's super cool. I love that so much. So what's, what's your favorite thing about doing your podcast? My favorite thing, everything about it. No, everything about it is not my favorite thing. I don't love editing. Um, I love getting to connect with people mm -hmm. so, so much. I have met the most amazing people and made some really great friends. I mean, I just, my life has grown so much just from doing this. I, I, I can't even put it into words, Brenda. It yeah. has been amazing. Uh, I just, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, I, I get to be, uh, I get to guest on people's podcasts and talk to people and, and share my story and I get to do the same for them. And, um, and learn about other people's journeys. And I got to talk to um, this girl. Oh, I think I was telling you about her. So this girl in Nebraska, she um, she's a thrift store fanatic. She used to be a model and um, 
And so she she had just posted that she's a she thrifts she's she's a thrifter and she uh, creates these fashion bundles for people out of thrifted clothes. I'm like, heck yeah, that's, that's awesome. unbelievable. I yeah. am all about that. And so I was so psyched to talk to her. And then like talking to her, she brought out this story that I totally did not plan on. But she was like, she was a model and she was asked to lose three inches and. Uh, like literally on the runway, someone was like, can you just lose three more inches? You're a little oh, my chubby word. or whatever. And so she ended up with this like body dysmor- dysmorphia and eating disorder. And then she ended up in a bad relationship and like all this stuff just from like someone treating her horribly. And she's this beautiful girl. Wow. But so she still is in fashion. She's uh, and she's so, so happy. She's come through and and uh, she thrifts from local stores, which she learned the local thrift stores support people that are coming out of shelters. Oh, that's cool. So she is thrifting, keeping things out of the landfill and she is saving people money and she's finding all these really cool stores, all these cool clothes that are like, you know, built to last and stuff. And and she's helping people who are in similar situations. Beautiful. It's not the stereotype that you would think that a model would have. Right. You know, and I think that's why it's just so intriguing. I I love that. That's so cool. And honestly, just talking with people has been my favorite thing too. I'm, I'm also a realtor. And so I, I, my favorite part of that is just the networking and the connecting with people and my, and one of the reasons why I, I did this topic in, you know, or this theme in my podcast is my favorite question to ask people is what's your story, right? Because number one, people like to share their stories, mm-hmm. right? You know, because they like, and I think we all have a need to understand the other, you know, what, or be understood, I guess, is is the better way to to do that. And every story is important. You know, and it's because it's important to that person. And if it's important to that person and they want to share it and, you know, feel a need to share it, then you'd better pay attention because there's something about that that yeah. is important, you know, so. Yeah, for I sure. It. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of um, podcasters that are that are looking for guests and they're like, oh, only six figures. Like I need CEOs only. And I'm like, but you're missing out on so many incredible so stories. Many, yes. Yes. These people that are being passed over and you don't even know what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I I just, I love learning about people and where they're coming from and what hardships they've overcome. And, you know, I just think that's super important, which brings me actually to my next question. So um, I know, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> so we, um, well, you had talked about um, labels. Right. And mm. and rising above the labels that were put on you. So can you tell us a little bit about that part of your story? <laughs> uh, labels. Wow. Um, so I personally, uh, I grew up with a dad who was very judgmental, actually. And I, uh, I was told when I was a young teenager that if I didn't study more and be more athletic, that I would just grow up to be just fat and stupid. And so I just kind of took oh, that on. That's devastating. I, I, you know, I just kind of took that on. That's why I was kind of just like, you know, when I said in the beginning, I just wanted to work and get through and like, you know, do my thing. And, um, you know, I figured that was all I was worth, you know, and then, 
in so many conversations, I just was, I was quiet because I, what could I possibly have to offer any conversation? I have nothing to add. Right. Um, and, but now, and so again, like podcasting was never in my, in my realm at all because I had nothing to offer. Uh, and so I just, uh, you know, there times happen, you know, things happen in your life that show you that life is short and, um, you, you got to do what you feel you need to do. And, and you have to just let go of those past yeah. thoughts and feelings and thoughts about yourself. And just, you have to do something for you or um, regret. All right. So what was a pivotal moment for you that helped you to switch that self-talk? Um, I think it was really honestly, it was that, um, the podcast retreat. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, because I was, I was in that, that like lost period of my life and I went down there and I was so, I was not in a place where, um, I didn't know anybody. I knew one person in the group. It was only like five people, but they were all very, um, I'm a pretty, I'm sometimes outgoing. Usually I'm very quiet, uh, but these people were all like actors and they're very like outgoing and sort of boisterous and, and loud. And I was just like very, I was very mousy, but then I like had to talk about my thing and they were like, wow, like you already have an idea. And then I was, I was, I think I was the second person to actually start my podcast from the group. Wow. Um, but I'm the, f- the steadiest one from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm at seven, 70. I think I just, I have 72, 72 is publishing on Tuesday, I think. Fantastic. Uh, but, um, it just is, and the beginning was hard and it's also, you know, doing it by myself is hard, yeah. but, um, you know, having somebody on the other side is easy. I can talk to anybody, but um, doing it on my own is no, no fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, that it really showed me that I had a voice, that I had something valuable to share um, and something that people wanted to learn about. I love that. I saw two moments in your life. One when um, you were invited to go to the podcasting, right? And you, and you had that experience. But also when you were encouraged to make jam to sell it at that wedding. So what did that mean to you to just have somebody believe in you? It feels weird. Really? Explain <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the jam thing, it was 2014 and I was nowhere near where I am now. That's for sure. I was like, uh, no, no, I mean, no. <laughs> uh, and so when I actually started the jam business, they were so, so happy and um, are my biggest supporters still. Um, so I think that was... Um, Jam is an interesting thing. It still is tricky for me with, especially with the jam business, because people, somebody was just telling me yesterday, he was like, 
you should do a course on jam. I'm like, on jam, jam, fruit, sugar, jam. <laughs> like, hey, you've made jam. It's not hard. Um, because I, I'm literally like, you know, I'm just reading a book. Anyone can do that. Right. Just follow the instructions, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, you know, there, I, I've, I've said that a few times and people are like, yeah, I know how to make jam. I don't want to make jam, but um, you know, but then there are people that are concerned about, you know, how to, I don't know. It just feels, it feels weird to me because I, I don't feel like a professional. Yeah. There's actually, there's a lady that um, is in the area and she is so confident. And I'm just like, my jam, my jam doesn't always set. My, my jam doesn't always set. Her jam always sets, apparently, and hers is perfect, and she has it down to a science. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. Like, people yeah. like that, I'm like, nah, that's not true. <laughs> you know, you know, it's You're the, lying. It's the people who say always and never. Like, you know, those are not true statements, right? <laughs> but um, it just, I you know, it makes me feel like... Uh, it makes me feel weird because I, I don't feel like an authority on it. I'm just making jam. Yeah. Just being you. That's yeah. I, that's cool. And then the podcast, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm asking questions. Like I'm just learning. So I don't feel like I'm an authority on that either. So it's, it's cool that way. I don't have to be an authority. You don't. I think for me, like, and I, I'm the same way. Like I, I just started this podcast, it took me six months to get off the ground because I'm doing a whole bunch of other things. And boy, if ever there's something I don't know a lot about, it's podcasting. <laughs> you know, and I'm just, I'm doing it, right? But it's but I think just the act of doing something is, I know for me it's very uplifting, you know, even though I sure make a lot of mistakes and I don't think anything I put out is perfect, but I'm okay with that you know, and I, and I just feel like that's ah, authentically me. I'm not perfect. And that's totally fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. When I first started, uh, some like family members were like, make sure you get the best equipment. So you sound super professional. I'm like, have you met me? Like <laughs> me in my flannel shirt and my ponytail, like <laughs> <laughs> professional. <laughs> we'll see. I love that. All right. So talk to me about supporting small businesses. So just I'm interested in this because when I lived in Missouri, we were part of this. Um, so main the Main Street Initiative is like a national thing. And I don't know if you you know about about this, but they'll have like each state will have a, a subsidiary of Main Street. And the whole point of it is to help older cities revitalize their downtowns. So, you know, to bring people back down there. And um, so I kind of got into that, you know, support your downtown and um, worked very deeply in in that initiative in Missouri. And so I it just supporting local businesses has a tender place in my heart. You know, and I, I love doing that and I love seeing what what people can come up with and um, whatnot. So what does that what does that look like to you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, as a small business myself. Uh, anytime somebody plugs my business, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. And I know, so I know how that feels. And so if I try a product or if I, you know, I have lots of friends who are, you know, now I have lots of friends who are makers and, and producers and farmers. I worked uh, for a business that um, sort of connected farmers. And uh, I, I just, 
I'm a, I'm a conductor, I'm a networker. And so I work, I've worked with a lot of farmers and um, I just love, I just love supporting them and bringing them business because I, I learned that, you know, I'm, I focus a lot on farms, but like I learned that in Maine specifically, like 5% of the food that's grown in Maine stays in Maine. That's like it? Most of the, yeah. Wow. Like 95% of the food that's grown in Maine is exported, which is wow. ridiculous. And so it's the other way, you know, like we import most of the food that we're eating. Which is silly. Wow. <laughs> Um, but, and, you know, and on the same thing, like, you know, we, there are so many creative, talented people in my area that, that I've learned about that, um, you know, are making these really cool things and, and people are buying, you know, trashy things on Amazon. Um, but like, you know, getting hooked up with the craft fairs, the mm -hmm. people are unbelievable. I bought the coolest, um, the coolest bird bath made out of concrete but it was shaped with a rhubarb leaf and it's got sea glass and it's got Very cool. um, shells and it's oh it's so gorgeous and it's just it sits on a pedestal right now it sits on my picnic table but and the cat loves it but um it's so beautiful and it's just you know it's never gonna rot and yeah. it's just it's awesome it has but, meaning it was, for you yeah yeah I, I just love it yeah. Well, and I, I think when you support local businesses, it, it really brings soul to your community, you know, like in, For sure. and you don't even think about that. I mean, you might think, oh, I just like, this is a cool item, but no, it like, it has meaning, you know, to not yeah. just that person, but collectively as, as a community, I just think it's, it's super cool. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're like, um, there's a there's a store in my area called Go Go Refill and they there it's a refill store so you're not you know purchasing things in plastic and right. uh, one of the employees there creates his own um, it's a spray for your hair the, it's a sea salt spray for Very your hair cool. so like yeah and so I I pre-ordered it I was the first one to pre-order it and uh, we chatted for like an hour in the store. Uh, and I, you know, so when I picked it up, I was so excited and I did a post about it and I, you know, I took a picture of myself after using it. And one of my friends who is an herbalist and I've done lots of posts of, and she, you know, she was a guest on my podcast and I, you know, she saw my post and she was like, I couldn't wait to get there. And, you know, I told him all about that. I saw you on, I saw that I saw his product on your post and, you know, I, it's just like, I, I just love that. Like my friends are connecting with each other and, you know, you know, and supporting each other and, oh my gosh, I just love it. I just love it. I love, you know, and I just love it. Everything about it show, you know, supporting people and, and, um, I'm really, I'm a cheerleader. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of my, per, you know, your purpose. My purpose is like, I'm a cheerleader. i highlight the crap that. out of everyone um, restaurants so and much. restaurants and people that make things and i i'm not that crafty a person but i will sure the i will surely support those who are well and i'm just i'm endlessly amazed at what people come up with i just people are so clever you know and i just i love to discover that you know i just think that's so much fun i love that yeah 
This has been so much fun, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Um, Will you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about where they can find you and if they want to connect with you? Sure. Uh, So my podcast is called Grounded in Maine, and I am everywhere at Grounded in Maine. I'm not going to say everywhere. I am not on TikTok because I am old and it scares me when it yells when I open (laughs) it up. So don't look for me on TikTok. Uh, But I am on Instagram mostly. I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter slash X sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) um and amy's garden jam is on all of those as well well i share the same one for twitter x and that's okay Um, and that but and you've got a website for your jam right amysgardenjam.com and there's actually a tab on the website for my podcast too fantastic love it love it well this was lovely i loved just getting to know you and laughing it just was thoroughly enjoyable. Thank you so much, Amy. Same to you, Brenda. Thank you. All right. Take care. And for those of you who are listening, I will have all of those links in the show notes. So take a look there and remember that your, your purpose is in your story. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Celebrate your dreams. Let them take flight for you are a star shining bright in every step